Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. August 1st, beginning a new month. We're having a great day so far. It's the feast of a great saint, St. Alphonsus Liguori, a doctor of the church and a bishop, patron saint of arthritis, confessors, and moral theologians. Canon lawyer, became a canon lawyer when he was in his teens, believe it or not, ordained around 30 years old, founder of the Redemptorist Order, that's a congregation of missionary priests and brothers who follow in Jesus' footsteps, preaching the word of God and serving the poor and the most abandoned. He was a composer, musician, poet, author, scholastic philosopher, and theologian. And listen to this. He was 90 years old when he died in 1787 on August 1st, hence obviously reason for his feast day. But 90 back then, can you imagine? Also, something that means a lot to me and my family and most Italians and Italian-Americans is that he was also the man who wrote the lyrics and the music for the beautiful Catholic Italian Christmas hymn in Italian to scende dalle stelle it means you descended from the stars beautiful beautiful Christmas hymn that is very common in Italy you hear it all the time everywhere you go around Christmas time and they usually pray, play it through the feast of the epiphany so it was kind of funny because this morning I'm freaking Andrew out and I'm like grab grab the song grab my father singing to scende dalle stelle my father who was an Italian tenor who sang in the choir for years and and every Christmas Eve, put on like a mini concert before Midnight Mass with different Italian, uh, very popular Italian Christmas carols, including Tushende. So I said, let's start out with that. And he's like, why are we playing a Christmas song on August 1st? And then I explained. And so I'm sure some of the listeners in the regional hour of my program are like, what's happening? It's August 1st, not December 1st. But anyway, it's a beautiful song with a number of different lyrics all about the birth of Jesus and how beautiful this life is that we have and the gift of Jesus as our Savior. So St. Alphonse Liguori, pray for us. There's a beautiful prayer also, actually just a thought, I should say more of a quote that I found. He was born in Naples, by the way, in 1696. He says, know that you will probably gain more by praying 15 minutes before the Blessed Sacrament than by all the other spiritual exercises of the day. We discussed, of course, the Eucharist Source and Summit yesterday with the Catholic apologist uh, from Catholic Answers, all about the new book on the Eucharist, the fact that it is really Jesus. St. Alphonsus Liguori, pray for us. Coming up on the program today, we are going to be taking a look at the gift of marriage, the sacrament of marriage. Kathy Schiffer is going to be joining us. You know her well from her beautiful columns at the Register and other Catholic publications, recently writing an article about this, the bishops launching a campaign to celebrate God's design for married love. That's coming up at 15 minutes past the hour. And then we're going to take a look at what's happening with the National Institute for Family and Life Advocates and the state of Illinois. So NIFLA joining with the Thomas More Society, along with two pregnancy centers in the state of Illinois, filing suit against the state there for the unconstitutional attacks launched against pregnancy centers in the state after the governor there, Governor Prisker, signed Senate Bill 1909 into law recently. Yeah. You won't believe what they're doing now, but then again, maybe you will, given the state of our culture. But Anne will give us an update, and that is our program for today on a Tuesday morning edition of Catholic Connection, the feast of, again, St. Alphonsus Liguori. Okay, weather-wise, 
We still have a lot of concerns with dangerous heat in the southern portion of the country and then heavy rains in portions of the southwest and the central U.S. A dangerous heat wave will continue across parts of the central and southern plains, lower Mississippi Valley, and the Gulf Coast with daytime heat indexes approaching or exceeding 110 degrees. Thunderstorms, some severe, contributing to flash flooding across portions of the Four Corners region and the central South Rockies, parts of the mid-Mississippi Valley and the north central plains. So we're not out of the woods yet with some of this wacky weather, so stay safe and stay tuned. We'll give you all the details to keep you safe on a Tuesday and every day here at EWTM. Four minutes past the hour this morning already. It is August 1st, the Feast of St. Alphonsus Liguori. Pray for us. Let's get started on a Tuesday morning, as we always do every day with the news. Well, there is some good news, thanks be to God, for the cause of life, at least in the state of Indiana, as Mark Mayfield explains. Indiana's new abortion law, which bans most abortions after 10 weeks and stops outpatient clinics from offering abortions, takes effect today. Lawmakers approved the law last August, not long after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade. A judge initially blocked the law, but a court later overturned that order. The new law allows for some abortions in some cases up to 20 weeks. Vice President Kamala Harris lamenting the growing number of states, Catholic News Agency reports, that have restricted abortion since the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and encouraged Congress to enact more pro-abortion legislation, drawing, of course, strong reaction from national pro-life groups. Carol Tobias, for example, the president of National Right to Life, telling the Catholic News Agency, contrary to the vice president's statements in her interview with ABC, abortion is not health care. And yet she parroted abortion industry talking points with ease, repeating the lie that pro-life laws are preventing treatment for women who have had or are having miscarriages. Meanwhile, Evie Osmet, the vice president of communications for Susan B. Anthony List, Pro-Life America, signing polls suggesting most Americans support restrictions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, pointing to recent polls that show Americans want abortions limited by 15 weeks when science proves the baby can feel pain in the womb. In other Catholic news this morning, on Monday afternoon, the Holy Father going to the Roma Basilica of St. Mary Major in Rome, to pay before the special icon of Mary ahead of his apostolic journey to Portugal. The Pope entrusting the journey and the thousands of young people he will meet in the coming days to the Blessed Virgin Mary, according to the Holy See Press Office. Now, the papal journey from the 2nd of August, starting tomorrow, will begin tomorrow, when the Pope departs for Lisbon, which is hosting World Youth Day. And it will mark, by the way, the fourth time the Holy Father presides at the global celebration following World Youth Days in the past, in 2013 in Brazil, in Poland in 2016, and Panama in 2019. Holy Father is set to visit the Marian Pilgrimage Shrine of Fatima on Saturday. The 37th World Youth Day was originally set to take place in the Portuguese capital last year, but was postponed because of concerns over COVID. The motto chosen by the Holy Father for World Youth Day is, Mary arose and went with haste, from Luke 139. World Youth Day, by the way, beginning today and running through Sunday. And, of course, EWTM will have continuous coverage. Check out all the great coverage and all of our outlets at EWTN.com for more information. In other news this morning, Scott Pringle tells us a man accused in the Gilgo Beach murders appearing in court this afternoon on Long Island. Well, the judge is expected to hear from both the defense and prosecution side. Rex Hewerman previously pleaded not guilty to charges connected to the murder of three women whose bodies were found in the area of Gilgo Beach more than a decade ago. Authorities argue they have DNA evidence against Hewerman and recovered more evidence at his Massapequa Park home. Hewerman's lawyer points to his client's lack of a criminal record when arguing that he was not involved. 
A special hearing entitled the Miller Hearing continues for the Oxford High School student and will resume for its third day today. Now, the teen's attorneys are arguing life in prison without the possibility of parole for a minor should be excluded from possible sentences. Meanwhile, the Oakland County prosecutor, Karen McDonald, says his behavior so egregious he should be sentenced to life in prison. During the hearing, prosecutors must show the sentence is proportional to the crime. The so-called doomsday cult mom spending life behind bars for the murder of her two youngest children. You're sentenced to the custody of the State Board of Corrections to serve the maximum allowed sentence to fixed determinate term of life imprisonment with no possibility of parole. Earlier this year, Lori Vallow Daybell found guilty of murdering her 17-year-old daughter and 7-year-old son and conspiring to kill her husband's ex-wife. Idaho prosecutors also say she and her husband were obsessed with doomsday-focused religious beliefs. She's also charged in Arizona for the death of her first husband. Hunter Biden's former business partner claiming Hunter would sometimes put his father on speaker foam while meeting with business partners. Devin Archer himself said that was an implication of, of who the big guy is. Arizona Republican Andy Biggs after the meeting has said Devin Archer revealed Hunter's family name helped Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma's business when Hunter sat on the board. Archer also testifying before the House Oversight Committee today behind closed doors. The panel is investigating whether Joe Biden played a role in his son's foreign business dealings while vice president. Last week, Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty to federal tax charges after a judge rejected a proposed plea deal. Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis continuing his Great American Comeback Tour, speaking in New Hampshire yesterday. He unveiled his declaration of economic independence for the country, mostly by breaking with China. Multinational corporations, particularly big tech companies, they've seen a massive surge in wealth while selling our assets and outsourcing our industrial base to China. The Florida governor's 10-point economic policy outlining the fight for the middle class by taking on the elites, D.C. bureaucrats, and China. This was DeSantis's third major policy announcement in the advance of the first GOP presidential debate on August 23rd. Jack Cronin tells us illegal street vendors say their free speech and religious rights are being violated in the city of San Diego. The city of San Diego has passed new rules banning street vendors from beaches, parks, and downtown areas and started enforcement back in February. But some of the vendors are now arguing they have a right to sell things like political and religious items. The Union Tribune says the city is now doing a First Amendment review and has temporarily stopped enforcing the ban. Business and community leaders in places like Mission Beach, La Jolla, and downtown are worried the delay could take months and are asking the city to resume enforcing the new rules. As we mentioned in the national weather forecast a few minutes ago, more high temps are in store across the southern part of the country this week. Tens of millions remaining under heat alerts, especially in states such as Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Arkansas. The heat index could reach triple digits through tomorrow. And a suspect is in critical condition after police in Tennessee in the Memphis area say he fired shots at a Jewish school. Memphis police say the man was shot by an officer after he tried to force his way into an academy Monday afternoon. The man reportedly opening fire outside of the school after he could not enter. Police saying an officer shot the man when he jumped out of his truck with a gun after he was pulled over about 10 minutes from the school. No one at the school was hurt. Thousands of people across the country are beginning this week without jobs due to the abrupt closure of Yellow Freight. Driver Dwayne says he just doesn't know what he'll do next. When you pass 60 like me, it's like no, man, really? I'm thinking I'm about to retire in, a, in another year or two, and then you, you hit me with this here? 
Executives at the nearly 100-year-old trucking firm informing managers of the operations shut down over the weekend, the company employing roughly 33,000 people and had just relocated their headquarters to Nashville from the Kansas City area last year. Additionally, Yellow, known as the YRC Freight, is on the hook for a $700 million emergency loan paid out by the federal government during covid Corporate leaders are expected to share additional information today on the decision to close one of the nation's largest freight carriers and file bankruptcy proceedings as well. Meanwhile, more than half of U.S. adults say they're living paycheck to paycheck. A new report puts that number as high as 61%. It also suggests that lower income earners have been hit the hardest by price increases because food and other staples account for a bigger share of their household budget and income. Among those earning about 50000 annually or less, they say three-quarters are living this way in the month of June alone. A new study is ranking the best and worst states in which to retire. Bankrate analyst Alex Gailey says states were graded on several items. So I looked at affordability, looked at the cost and quality of health care, overall well-being, weather and crime for all 50 states to come up with the rankings we did for best and worst states to retire. And according to Bankrate, the number one retirement state is Iowa, followed by Delaware and West Virginia. The worst, California at 48, followed by New York. At the bottom of the list, Alaska. Aaron Rial tells us home insurers are insuring less and charging more as they try to find a way to back to profitability after losing money the past five years. The higher cost, lower coverage trend extends well beyond Florida and California to other states prone to hurricanes, floods or wildfires. Since the start of 2023, double-digit rate increases have been approved in 31 states. Arizona, Texas, North Carolina, Oregon, Illinois, and Utah had the biggest total of approved increases, ranging from 20 to 30 percent. In states like California, some insurers are halting sales of new policies altogether. Insured damage in the U.S. from natural disasters has topped $90 billion in each of the past three years. Finally, in our news segment at 14 minutes past the hour on a Tuesday morning, the Feast of St. Alphonsus Liguori, a good Samaritan credited with turning in thousands of dollars worth of drugs in the Florida Keys. U.S. Border Patrol's Miami sector announcing over the weekend a boater found a brick of cocaine in the Keys on Saturday. The brick was turned into authorities. The Border Patrol says the brick weighing over two and a half pounds and it's worth some $40,000. It is a Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Weather-wise, if you missed the forecast, we still have dangerous heat in the southern portion of the country and a lot of rain on the way as well. The National Weather Service says a dangerous heat wave continuing across parts of the central and southern plains, lower Mississippi Valley, and the Gulf Coast with daytime heat indexes approaching or exceeding 110 degrees. Thunderstorms, some severe could contribute to flash flooding across portions of the Four Corners region and the central southern Rockies, parts of the Mississippi Valley and the north central plains also impacted. So stay safe and stay tuned right here to EWTN, especially for all the great coverage of all the different World Youth Day events. It starts today. It's already underway, of course, because there are six hours ahead of us, and it ends on Sunday. And we'll have all the coverage. We're also working on getting some folks on the program with us who are there. We have about 500 at least. Well, no, several thousand actually. But we have some friends of ours at Corporate Travel who organize trips for some 500 students to head over to World Youth Day, working on getting some of them on the air. And, of course, we'll also have other updates, not only on this program, but, of course, at all of our great programs, including 
EW10 News Nightly, the world over with Raymond. And don't forget to follow all of us online at Catholic News Agency and the National Catholic Register. Speaking of which, Kathy Schiffer, known for her great work at the Register. She also used to work at Ave Maria Radio, too, worked as a producer for Al Crest, a terrific lady originally from Michigan. Uh, joining us on an article regarding the bishops and an effort to celebrate God's design for married love. More on that coming up next on a Tuesday morning edition of Catholic Connection Coast to Coast and Around the Globe on EWTN. Stay tuned. From Rome to your home, EWTN's Vatican Bureau lets you watch all of the important events from Rome, even if you don't have a TV. Using the latest technology, we've made it possible to watch the latest news from the Holy See, all delivered directly to your home. It's easy. Watch live on EWTN YouTube and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Eighteen minutes past the hour. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. You know, last week there was a lot of focus, of course, regarding Humana Vitae and the release of the encyclical Humana Vitae from Pope Paul VI, Saint Paul Paul VI, in which he articulated the Church's teaching on human sexuality and responsible parenthood. But it was, I think, even more about that. I, I really love that document for so many reasons. For that, obviously, but also because he talked about the impact that the culture would have on women if we went down the road of birth control and abortion. And I mean, <laughs> we could do, uh, you know, a thousand shows on that. And actually, I have done a lot in the past uh, 21 years on this program. Kathy Schiffer is a wonderful writer, and I've known her for a long time, originally from Michigan, and used to work at Ave Maria Radio as a producer for Al Cresta. And she, of course, contributes to many Catholic publications, including the Register and Catholic World Report. So, Kath, great to have you back on. And this is really important. Uh, the bishops launched a Natural Family Planning Awareness Week, July 23rd to the 29th, which just wrapped up. It's an educational campaign. I think a lot of people are familiar with it to promote uh, the truth of who we are and the beauty of how our bodies work and God's design for marriage. But there's something new on the horizon with natural family planning, is there not? Good morning. Thanks for joining us. 
Ah, yes, there is. Thanks very much for having me, Teresa. Um, yes, uh, another friend of mine, Teresa Gavert, designed these earrings, what, what are called, I guess, smart earrings, um, that will do the job that NFP has done in the past, natural family planning. And uh, women can wear the earrings to bed while you're sleeping. The earrings chart your temperature, keep a record, send the note, the report to your cell phone, and let you know what is the time when you are fertile during the month. Wow. That's pretty oh, incredible. Yeah. So who came up with this idea? Well, uh, Teresa Gavir is a, a mother, wife and mother here in Greenville, South Carolina. And it was her idea. She had used natural family planning from the time of their marriage, and she hated it. She said, you know, I had to take, a, take my temperature in the morning before I got out of bed, before I said hello to my husband, you know, before she did anything. And she just didn't like the trouble that it involved in her, her life. I've never done that. I've never used NFP. So I don't know how much trouble it was, but it was an, an, an imposition in her life. And her husband is a doctor, um, a medical researcher, and they were talking about it. Um, they, she had uh, a new baby. And she was heading home with this baby and realizing that very soon she was going to once again be at the point that she needed to chart her fertility. And uh, she didn't like that idea. She, you know, sort of thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to do it again. And uh, checked cervical mucus secretions twice a day and all kinds of things that she was doing. Um, And so she got to thinking about what would work. And... You can't, you can't take a temperature on your forehead and expect that to work. It's not exact. It has to be somewhere inside your body. And um, she thought about it and said, well, my earrings go through my body. They go you know, in one side of the ear and out the other side. And her husband kind of looked at her and said, yeah, you know, that would work. And she got together with, with, a, with scientists and, and experts and actually planned a way to chart your temperature using your ear, using, using just a pair of earrings running through your ear. And it has to do more than that. It does all the things that um, other, other medical devices do. It charts your blood pressure, your, your temperature, a couple of different readings. But that's the one that was of importance to her and to a lot of women, I think, that it actually makes it possible to determine when it during the month is your ovulation period yeah now when will these earrings be available or are they already available well she's got a test going on right now with a group and um they have a limited limited number of them manufactured so far i expect that by fall they will be available for order and you'll be able to get them through her website through her um so it's about they're about to launch officially at a wide scale now, she has an interesting background to which you and I can relate because she had big dreams for her life. She was working as a reporter on staff at a South Carolina TV station, of course, loved what she was doing and was moving upward. But then she got married and then she embarked as a Catholic on the process of NFP, as your story says. 
And she said, as a type A personality, it was a hard thing for her to do. Much as I hated it, though, she says, God really did soften her heart. But then she really understood that it was a challenge and for busy people like her and, and for other women. So how long did this whole process of, of kind of thinking, gosh, earrings might work in terms of the research and actually getting a product together? <laughs> well, they, the first thing they did in 2019, this shows you how recent it is, in 2019, they applied for a patent. They hired a patent attorney because they needed to know whether anybody else had tried to patent that idea. They applied, applied for a patent, and it was issued in 2019. And by that time, they already had four children, and they were spending, you know, spending their time on that, but she was about to, you know, go into it again, into the timing once again. Um, and they were, they, she joined with a biomedical engineer, Dr. Lindsay Calcutt. And with Dr. Calcutt's assistance, they've been able to design and manufacture the earrings, which are both attractive and comfortable. They're beautiful pearls. So you don't even know. I mean, and they look pretty and, and they work well, so it's quite a combination. So she's talking about the fact that though she loves and now understands deeply God's design in terms of NFP. She says it really helps women, and this is a big thing, and you and I know this, Kathy, from doing a lot of interviews on this, that a lot of women are, are using NFP, and it's not even if they're married or planning a family, it's because it helps them determine what's going on in their body. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, and the, ear, the earrings will do that, too, piercing through the earlobes. They will tell you all different things. It, they can all, it can also give you warnings if you have... Uh, a problem with blood pressure, if you have a problem with your heart. There are other things, too, that it'll be watching for you. But the big thing is the computer program that charts it all and puts it on your, on your, on your phone. It sends it to your cell phone. That is incredible. More with writer Kathy Schiffer, and we'll talk more about also the Encora Health Company, which has information on the company's website and how you can find out about this, and also the beauty of NFP and the importance of understanding how our bodies work which makes such a difference and makes so much sense. We'll be right back. Living the Beatitudes with Father Bjorn. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mother Angelica said that the essence of evangelization is to tell everyone that Jesus loves you. Matt Frad says that it is one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. Are we so full of the things of the world that we can't hear or receive the gifts that God is giving to us? In Isaiah, we hear, The Lord delights in you. I've called you by name. You are mine. You are precious in my eyes, and I love you. Well, we often don't want to hear that, and in the Gospel of Matthew, it hits us over the head even more that we're invited to be part of the kingdom of God. Jesus is king, and he's come to establish his kingdom. The Beatitudes are the eight roads to God. They lead us with his gifts of the Holy Spirit to become the new person in Christ who will find happiness and bring that happiness to others. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For more about the Beatitudes, visit EWTNRC.com. Do you have a lonely brain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Loneliness, only enhanced during the pandemic, can actually help alter certain brain patterns which can lead to various mental health issues like anxiety and depression. Your physical health can be challenged. Even with social media, loneliness is described as an epidemic. Loneliness can be complex, and there's a stigma associated with it. But mindfulness training, what you and I may call quiet and holy time, 
has been shown to combat loneliness. Pray more. Breathe deeply. Increase your list of friends. Even force being more social. Don't be afraid to gather or appropriately touch others. A hug or a fist bump can signal that you are present with somebody. Let's not forget our priests and religious sisters and brothers. When was the last time you hugged your priest? If you sense somebody you know is lonely, ask them how you can help. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on the lonely brain at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Twenty-eight minutes past the hour. Thanks for tuning in to EWTN and Ave Maria Radio's Catholic Connection. Kathy Schiffer with us, a well-known writer in the Catholic world. Interesting story on this former television reporter who developed these earrings for health and fertility purposes. You can go to IncoraHealth.com, I-N-C-O-R-A Health.com. We'll put a link also on the Catholic Connection archive later today. So you go to the website, on the front of the website, it says a first and only earring to track your health, a wearable for fertility and wellness management. And it gives you all the details of how this works. Now, as Kathy mentioned, they're not available yet, but they are They are looking for people or women to take part in a, a group practice or a test group. Is that correct, Kath? Yes, I think they've got some people that are already involved um, at, through, through Clemson University. Um, and and they're taking orders right now or they want they want you they will they want you to sign up on the encorehealth.com website um, there's a blank there's a post you notify at launch and if you sign up for that then they'll let you know it's in, they can sell them to you yeah, I think it's so important because in addition to you know just learning about the earrings, I, I'm sure because of her her faith and her you know um, devotedness to the Catholic Church, she wants women to understand that what the Church has in mind in terms of understanding how our bodies work is going to be the best thing for us, as opposed to obviously uh, not using birth control, but but showing really the truth about this in terms of when you know how your body operates, it makes such a difference, and not just in family planning per se. Well, that's right. This, she says it, it's available. It's a wearable for wellness management. It also tells you problems with blood pressure, uh, with um, your heart. Uh, it can notify you of other things that may be going on that you aren't even aware of. Some of those things you can already track. This, this is the first time, I think, that there's been something that will track fertility, under, understands your heart rate and so on in terms of its, its meaning in fertility. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Teresa. I mean, she, uh, she, being a reporter, a former reporter, as you know, I know how busy it can be in the newsroom. So there must have been a real challenge for her in terms of her time management. Well, yes. Um, well, she was a reporter and then married. And they had, I don't know if she left her job right away then, but she is a, a mom at this point. That's what she's doing. She has four children. And um, uh, her husband is a, a prominent doctor in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, he has done some interesting things, too, but I guess that's a different day. He has uh, developed a program um, to help determine for cancer patients what is the type of chemo that will work best for this individual patient. So mm-hmm. see, they're sort of both on a good track. Um, but Teresa is uh, a charming lady. She um, is very active in church. Um, I see her at, at uh our parish once in a while. We're we're at Father Dwight Longenecker's parish. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. She's, yep. She, she's at another parish in Greenville. He's a very strong Catholic community. I think you have to be because you live among Baptists. But um, 
but there is a lot of knowledge, a lot of a lot of hunger for knowledge and hunger for holiness in the Catholic Church here. Yeah, it's a great area. I've actually uh, met Father Dwight when I spoke for their Legatus chapter a few years ago down down in Greenfield oh, yeah. with my friend Mary Dudley. It's mm-hmm. it's a great great community. She moved there from Michigan. So I, I don't know about you. Listening. Yes, yes. Oh, she is. <laughs> Hi, Mayor. I she listen. I know she usually listens every morning. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I think is is so great about this is, and I know for me, the more I write and the more I do interviews about church teaching, the more I learn about the beauty of how God wants us. He doesn't want us not to ask questions. He understands our frustrations. But at the end of the day, what the church lines lines lays out for us in terms of the teachings, it's always going to work to our benefit in terms of what is best for us. And I'm sure you learn more about the teachings, right? When you write about them? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that Teresa said. She said, you really experience using, using these earrings, you experience the beauty of God's design because he gives you so many ways to know what's going on within your body. And uh, so it is wonderful. The faith is, the faith is wonderful and its expression in the lives of Catholics is wonderful. Do you ever think about, and I'm sure you do, in terms of what's happening in our culture and all the things that are pressed upon women as as to doing things with their bodies that are unnatural and that cause more harm? Recently, Dr. Pia Desleni, actually just last week, joined me on an article she did for America, talking about, America Magazine, talking about birth control and how the secular world, women in the secular world, in prominent positions are recognizing that being on the pill and they're not getting into the whole Catholic thing, but realizing how much damage it was doing to them and their whole sense of well-being in terms of how they felt physically, their emotional state. Do you think that that eventually will lead people to maybe kind of think twice about the Catholic Church and what she teaches? You know, the Catholic Church, when you really learn what the Catholic Church teaches, yes, it, it, it draws you by its truth. And um, it's, I hope that that's what happens. Um, this certainly is a non-invasive way of of guarding your fertility, being open to life, and yet wanting to wait if you have a health problem, if you have a very young child, wait a little longer to have a second child or another child. This is great. This is a great way to do it. And it's a way that can be embraced by the Church because it doesn't involve taking advantage of sexual your sexuality which is a gift from god but excluding him from the process what do you think yeah what do you think are some of the most um, things that are misunderstood about the church teaching on nfp and on life kath what have you come across well don't you think that there are people who just think that the church is just hard-nosed and they think sex is bad or Mm -hmm. sex is dirty and and Mm -hmm. it somehow goes to that in a lot of people's minds non-catholics minds and that's not at all what it is. As a matter of fact, the Church has a great respect for the beauty of marriage and the unity between a husband and wife. And um, this, is, this does not interfere with that relationship. What kind of response have you gotten from the article on Catholic World Report? I would love to tell you that um, I, I've had a, a great response. Um, I've had some nasty comments, particularly over on Reddit. There were some people who just had, you know, who were, who were church haters, mm-hmm. who just had crazy things to say about uh, controlling women and things like that. I'm very disappointed by that. Um, I do hope 
that Catholics are reading it and thinking, oh, yes, this is true, and this could create an opportunity for me. But not everybody has, has seen it that way. Well, I think sometimes if you've been, and I know just speaking from personal experience, you've been living your life a certain way and you're confronted with the truth and that you may be wrong, that, that's a pretty hard, no pun intended, but hard pill to swallow. And Pia had the yep. same reaction <laughs> on her article where she was writing about problems with birth control and why the church teaching makes so much sense. So she laid out, mm-hmm. as you did in your article, you know, the reasons for it in terms of how uh, not being on birth control and doing what the church says allows you to be aware of how your body operates and everything else. And a lot of women are, are using the church teachings not just for family planning, for their own health benefits. And she laid out, she had quotes from Reith Witherspoon and this secular comedian saying, I got off the pill and here's why. <laughs> and these women who claimed to be Catholic went back to the old oh. things that you and I have heard long ago about, oh, the church is controlling women. It's the same reason why women can't be priests and the whole thing, which is a shame, but we pray for them. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep an eye on this, Kat. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. And again, give us a website for more information on the earrings. It's, it's CoraHealth.com. I-N-C-O-R-A health.com. All right. Great to catch up with you again. Writer Kathy Schiffer, who's also a deacon's wife, by the way, another DW. And the article again is entitled U.S. Bishops Launching a Campaign to Celebrate God's Design for Married Love. And we'll put a link to that as well on our archive section. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest or brave, or courageous, or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Time is God's creation. He actualizes his plan of salvation in time and in space. We live at that interface between time and eternity, and that is never more visible to us as in the liturgy, where heaven touches earth. That's where our attention catches a glimpse of eternity, and then, unfortunately, the veil falls too quickly back over our eyes, time passes, memory fades, willpower weakens, our attention gets restless and flitters uh, between the urgent and the importance, the trivial, the profound. In and of itself, time serves nothing. It improves nothing. But through the church calendar, Christ is restructuring time to assist in our sanctification. Cresta in the afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. on EWTN. On the phone with us, Ann O'Connor, Vice President of Legal Services at the National Institute for Family and Life Advocates. 
They, along with their attorneys at the Thomas More Society, along with two pregnancy centers in the state of Illinois, filing suit against that state for the unconstitutional attack it has launched against pregnancy centers after Governor Pritzker signed Senate Bill 1909 into law recently. So, Anne, give us an update. Thanks for joining us and for your great work. Exactly what is the measure, Senate Bill 1909? Yes, thank you, Teresa, for having us. This is a very important case. So Illinois passed a law specifically targeting pro-life pregnancy centers only, basically saying they mislead in their advertisement and now they will be subject to $50,000 worth of fines in prosecution. And wow. they're trying to chill the speech of pregnancy centers. And, you know, from our perspective, what has happened since Dobbs and overturning Roe is now the pro-abortion industry is attacking the groups that help women choose life. You know, it, it, it's, they've gone on a rampage, and this has happened in several other states. Vermont as well, we filed a suit against them last week um, with a similar kind of law. So they're trying to silence the agencies that help women who are in unplanned or unsupported pregnancies, trying to dissuade them from going there and basically putting them out of business. It's it's so hypocritical and so wrong because they're always accusing pro-lifers of not caring about the women, not providing help, and yet that's exactly what is done over and over again at pregnancy resource centers. And so they put the opposite of what is reality, as the left always does. It's like Saul Linsky, you know, cue the talent, here we come, you know, bring out the usual suspects. Over and over again, pregnancy resource centers are attacked for doing exactly what they criticize us for. We don't do enough for women, so here we are doing all these things for women and families, and they want to shut down. Yeah, it's amazing. And really, who it hurts is these women. I mean, pregnancy centers help thousands of women and their families every year. And where are these women going to go now if pregnancy centers shut down? Well, they they want to direct them to the abortion mill. That's the whole point of doing this. Absolutely. So in terms of, quote, unquote, misleading information, what are they accusing the pregnancy centers of? Well, we're, we're having trouble figuring that out. During the hearings, we would ask them questions. Well, what do you think is misleading? And they said, oh, we'll have to take that on a case-by-case basis. And so one of the people who testified against us said, even if the center's name is something like the woman's center, that is misleading because it sounds like you would do abortions. So what? that's how radical this is. Yeah. Or advertising... Are you pregnant? We can help you. That could be misleading because we don't refer or perform for abortions. Of course not. We never will. And we don't think that is a good option for women. Of course, it is an option in most states in America. But we're there to help her understand the implications of all her choices and empower her to make a choice for life. So you filed suit, but is this is this a temporary injunction, or where does this stand in terms of this law taking effect? Yeah, in Illinois, we are asking for a temporary injunction. We filed it last week, and we haven't received a, a schedule yet from the court about when that will happen. Um, the state will then have to answer, and we're hoping we'll get an injunction. We have a similar case against the state of Illinois that is going to trial this fall, And we do have an injunction there where the state of Illinois required 
all medical centers, all medical providers to make referrals to abortion providers. So, of course, that will affect our centers, our doctors, our medical personnel in our centers. And the judge back in 2016, 2017, gave us an injunction then. So that law didn't go into effect, thank goodness. But that is going to trial this fall, and it's a case that is very important because you can't compel people in America right. to to say something or refer to something that they strongly disagree with. Disagree with or against their beliefs, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So in terms of your suit, are you, is it mainly a, um, a free speech suit? What is it? Freedom of religion? What are you basing in terms of your legal, your legal arguments on, Ian? Yes, absolutely. It's First Amendment. That you can't uh, target, first of all, target us because of our beliefs, because it only applies to pro-life groups. And you can't target us and tell us, you know, in very vague fashion, we can't do certain things. And we don't even know what that is. That chills our First Amendment rights. That chills our ability to speak, you know. So it's First Amendment. It's like the NIFLA versus the Sarah case that we took up out of California a couple years ago where they were targeting our First Amendment rights. They were compelling us to post posters in the center's waiting room referring uh, women to an 800 number to call and get a free abortion. And the Supreme Court was real clear about that. And even, you know, uh, even the state of California had to pay all our attorney fees, millions and millions of dollars, um, and really slapped their hands saying, what are you doing? This is like clearly violating the Constitution. Talking with Ann O'Connor, VP of Legal Services at the National Institute for Family and Life Advocates, more attacks on pregnancy resource centers, this time taking a look at the state of Illinois, where NIFLA and their attorneys at the Thomas More Society, along with two pregnancy centers in Illinois, filing suit against the state for an unconstitutional attack. Now, to me, what's so frustrating about this, again, going back to what pregnancy resource centers do, And what really bothers me, along with what's happening legally with some of those in in politics and and those on the left who are pushing these these extreme ideologies, which are not, by the way, and I just had a story about this earlier in my news, in line with what most Americans believe about abortion. Even if they call themselves pro-choice, they want limits on abortion. But the other side, they do not want a discussion. They do not want information. They don't want women to know nothing from anybody about Mm -hmm. this issue because the more information they have, the more well-formed decision they'll be able to make. Mm-hmm. Yes. What about informed consent? Right. I give her all the information, and she's truly not getting that at the abortion facilities. I mean, they're motivated to have her choose abortions so, so their bottom line increases. For us, all our services are free. We don't receive any kind of benefit right. from her choice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we just want to make sure she's making an informed choice. And women who come to us who are unsupported or, you know, facing a pregnancy they weren't planning, they, they're they not sure. They feel pressured, um, you know, like they're in college or they're in a, you know, unstable relationship. And they feel like abortion might be the right choice or the only choice. And so when they come to us, we help them imagine the choice for life. Like, what will it look like in five years if you don't have this abortion? What will it look like if you do? You know, really weigh, take a moment and weigh all your options. 
um, think about adoption. I know a lot of women say, oh, I couldn't go through my pregnancy and place for adoption. But adoption is such a beautiful option, so mm-hmm. sacrificial, but it can it can provide um, that baby not only with life, but a, a strong, stable family that the mom can pick herself. So there's so many options presented to women, and they really just need to know all of them and then follow their heart. Well, they, they, they do not want them to know all of them because they operate on the fear factor, right? Because if they can keep them in a state of fear and, and oh my goodness, this is going to negatively alter my life, then they're going to quickly make a decision and then there's more money for the abortion doctors and the abortion industry. And Anne, I think we're seeing this in several different ways since the overturning of, of Roe v. Wade last year, where in addition to these laws being passed, you have these amendments, these proposals, for example, here in my home state of Michigan, Lord help us, we have the awful Proposal 3 that is now in effect that wipes out informed consent. Anybody at any age, any girl can go get an abortion, doesn't need her parent in terms of puberty blockers, uh, you know, the whole transgender ideology, everything is thrown in there in the kitchen sink. And what you just mm-hmm. described in terms of giving options, right, and explaining, okay, what would happen if you did this, what would happen if you didn't do it, doesn't that sound an awful lot like if you're going to a doctor and you needed a sort of possibly some sort of surgical procedure or to go on typical medication for a particular ailment or something from which you're suffering, and the doctor would say, okay, well, here's what will happen if you go on this or if you have this surgery. These are some, this is some of the fallout that could happen, both positive and negative, and here's what will happen if you don't. That to me sounds mm-hmm. like a well-planned thing, right? You go in there, you get the information, you go back, you think about it, you make a decision. That's not what the abortion industry does. No. And, you know, I think they think women are stupid. You know, we can handle all our options. Please give us all the information. And so many women come to us saying, I don't know what I would have done if you weren't here, Pregnancy Center, because you helped my choice for life become a reality. Um, so I think it's time with all this bizarre consent stuff going on that parents need to rise up. They need to make, they need to realize their parental rights are being removed as far as their children. And we need to have a huge uh, parental rights movement come in and bring sanity back to this whole area. Well, I think we're seeing some of that at the school level in terms of we a lot, I think, was exposed during COVID and parents have formed various organizations and they are speaking up. But when they do that, they are actually called radicals or extremists. For example, we saw it happen in the state of Maryland. I was talking about this earlier this morning on my show where they had Muslim families who were speaking out against the books they were putting forward to kids in really early education, the kindergarten, first, second and third grade. And the parents are saying, no, we want to opt out. We don't want our kids exposed to that. And they called them, they called them right-wing extremists and white supremacists. So they, they attack them just like they attack pregnancy centers. It's always the old Saul Alinsky routine, you know, go after the personal attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think we have to continue to be brave. And the more and more people that speak up, the harder the other side is going to be able to do that to us, you know? <laughs> How many similar cases around the country to what you're doing in terms of uh, going to court with the state of Illinois? Well, it's an exciting time for pregnancy centers because they're so focused in helping the women. So we're honored at NIFLA in representing them to bring these kind of cases on their behalf. And we have a case in Illinois filed last week in Vermont, very similar law. Um, also in New Jersey, we're, we're fighting a battle there because New Jersey, uh, the attorney general issued a consumer alert against 
crisis pregnancy centers, you know, warning consumers not to go there. Now, this has happened in about a half dozen states since Dobbs came down. Um, and in New Jersey, we um, did a freedom of access, uh, open public records request, asking for the state's factual basis for issuing this alert. Um, and the state, we've asked that in December. So the state has taken all this time and has produced nothing. So we filed a complaint compelling them to give it to us. And the judge ruled in our favor. They were supposed to hand it all over yesterday. And um, they didn't. <laughs> They're asking for more time. And we just think it's because they have nothing. Well, they have or nothing. If they have any. Yeah. If they have anything, it's like emails from Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry saying, hey, this is a good idea. Issue a consumer alert. Right. You know? Right. But pregnancy centers, especially centers that are members of NIFLA, and we have over 1,700, they do things at really high standards. Most of them are medical facilities, and they operate with excellence. I have no doubt that our pregnancy centers are doing things so well, really helping women, that these attacks, um, you know, we, we self-regulate. We don't need the government to issue this vague consumer alert or these vague laws telling us not to have misleading advertisement. The other thing, Teresa, is there's already laws on the books. If, a, if any company or operation is, is falsely or fraudulently exactly. exactly, they could sue us already. Yeah, so this exactly. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the bottom line is they, they don't even know what goes on, most of these lawmakers, because they've never stepped foot inside a pregnancy resource center to see what they're really doing. We had a situation uh, last year in southeastern Michigan, Christmas time in southeastern Michigan, where a pregnancy resource center by us, and it was friends of mine, their home was attacked, she was on the board, and the pregnancy resource center was attacked. And thanks be to God, the reporter went inside the pregnancy resource center and interviewed the director and looked, took, took all this footage, and of what they're doing with the clothes and the parenting classes and all mm -hmm. the different equipment that was in there. Oh, comes the dawn. Guess what? They're doing good stuff. Well, thank you for your work, Anne. Appreciate it. The website for NIFLA is nifla.org. And Anne O'Connor is a VP of Legal Services for this wonderful organization working directly with pregnancy resource centers across the country who are giving women real choice and real help. We'll be right back. The first annual Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage, sponsored by the Dominican Friars Foundation, will take place on Saturday, September 30th at the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. This all-day event will feature conferences by Father Gregory Pine, recitation of the rosary, and mass with Father James Brent as homilist. Join us for this day of prayer to Our Lady. For more information, visit rosarypilgrimage.org. That's rosarypilgrimage.org. Thank you. As a Catholic mom, I know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Lisa Popcheck from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting Catholic parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert help with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to personalized expert support, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along and love the Lord. 
downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, and a supportive community and tons of other benefits, like my Momfidence podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection on EW10. Don't forget all the information that we mentioned is always archived with links. You can follow up on the stories. Andrew usually posts them about noon. We will talk to you tomorrow on a Wednesday. We'll go to Rome with Joan Lewis and more on World Youth Day. Have a great day. Abdomani. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.